0: welcome back to this is fine a podcast for the pandemic i am your host dana Bieler, and this week i'm talking to my good friend t thomason t was one of last year's winners of ctv's the launch um, he is an amazing singer-songwriter from anna Guinness, nova scotia he splits his time between here and toronto most of the year and just drove back to nova scotia so we talk about that experience his creative process and what he hopes to get out of self-isolation We feature a song by Jenna Berry, so stick around for that. And now for the show. I hope that you enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Beasley, a design and fashion brand based in Halifax, Nova Scotia. You can check out their brand new fashion blog, Cool Pants, on their website at thebeasley.com. That's
1: T-H-E-B-Z-L-Y
0: dot com. So how are you feeling?
1: Good. Really glad to be back in Nova Scotia. Yeah. It makes such a difference for me just being in the country, like I'm in the countryside right now and looking out at all the space and like on the drive home, I was, I would pass by horses and farms. Mm-hmm. I went through East Hance through the Rodden Hill. It was so beautiful.
0: Yeah. It's really nice out there.
1: Oh man. It's quite pretty.
0: Cause you were in Toronto for like the first two months of this, right?
1: Yeah. What was your like situation there? Who, were you living with people or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was staying with a family um, who are friends of mine and I had been, they have a little uh, basement Airbnb suite, which is oh, nice. really beautiful. Yeah. And um, I had been renting it just in between like tour stops mm-hmm. and then like this all happened and my tour got canceled. And then I was like, oh, can I live with you? <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, yeah, sure. And they were so, it was like really nice. Like they were so great about it. And they really like took me in and they made me feel like really at home and comfortable, which is so, when I was leaving, I was thinking about that. And I was like, that's like not easy to do, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not always, I mean, we had pretty separate spaces, but I would come up sometimes and have meals and they had a five-year-old and I would spend a couple days a week in the afternoon with her right. you know, and they just were very, like, yeah, come up whenever. Like, you can borrow things if you need them. You can, like, use the barbecue. You can use the backyard, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice. And I didn't feel like I was in someone else's space.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was, and I was just, like, that's, like, hard to do in the best of times to, like, yeah, you know. And in this time to be able to do that, I really, like, when I was leaving, I was, like, wow. Like, that was so nice.
0: Um, how's your mental state?
1: Mm, it's, like... Fine. Mm-hmm. I guess this is the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, how's your mental state?
0: Um, I think it's better now than when I started this. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, I definitely go through days of like, what am I doing? Like, I'm keep forgetting that something's happening out in the world because I only go outside to run and. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I miss my friends a lot, yeah. <laughs> which I didn't think I, I ever would.
1: <laughs> You're like I fucking hate those people. <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> no, I just like you know I like my alone time and I like my space yeah. and it's like yeah. people exhaust me generally. But I have been, I find myself very much like missing like hanging out with friends and talking to people besides Peter.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I'm almost the opposite where I feel like I'm really social or like I'm perceived as a really social person. And like, I have to be kind of like, you know, you know, like doing music and, but like, yeah, like generally, like, I also feel pretty exhausted by like socializing. Yeah. I mean, this is my first day of like real isolation. Right. Yeah. Not around other people, like completely by myself. So we'll see by the end of this, like how I actually feel like today, I'm like, wow, maybe like I'm going to thrive in this environment. Like maybe this is like going to be really good. Like, I don't know, but um, (laughs) I'm feeling positive, but like, this is a, I'm feeling like, I don't know. I'm just like, maybe this is a coping mechanism. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just feeling, yeah. And like, maybe I'm discovering about myself that I'm fine.
0: You're fine. Completely okay. You're okay being alone.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm constantly on FaceTime. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> from of the course. time I wake up from, to the time I go to bed, I'm on the phone with somebody. So, oh. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that makes sense. You're the only person I know who uh, still, like, talks on the phone in normal normal times.
1: Oh, yeah. I yeah. really like talking on the
0: phone. I know. I hate the telephone. And it's my... Okay job now is to call
1: people all the time and I'm like I don't want to (laughs) can I I just send you an email yeah man like um sometimes when Megan and I are going back and forth about like design stuff Mm -hmm. like I'm very like I would prefer to like talk it out instead of type it out yeah I don't know why you know it's just like so, but I know that like Megan doesn't love talking on the phone. So I'll just like record a voice memo. <laughs> and it's like a minute of me just feeling, you know, like blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But like, what do you think about this? Blah, blah. Okay, bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a really good compromise though. I think that's like a really positive way to communicate with someone who doesn't enjoy communicating on the phone, you know? Yeah. Because I think most people would just like call that person and be like, how you talk to me on the phone until we deal with this situation.
1: Sometimes I do that. Sometimes
0: you do that. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I sometimes do the voice note thing.
0: That's so smart. I like that. Thanks. What's your plan for the next hour long this takes? Oh God. I know. That's a t- asking the tough questions here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like, ask me about my mental state after (laughs)
0: this. (laughs) We'll we'll circle back.
1: Yeah, geez. You know, Mm -hmm. I was with this family in in Toronto, and, like, we were all sort of panicking about it. Yeah. And I I said, like, I was like, okay, like, you know, we were talking about, like, how long do you think it's going to go and whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it, like, a year. And I knew that that was probably, like, way longer than it was going to be. Yeah. But, But I was like, but... I can't imagine, like, this lockdown, like, state of emergency isolation, like... Right, right, okay, yeah. Okay, like, I'm gonna gonna say a year, Mm -hmm. And, and they were both like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, if we're, like, ready for it to be a year... Then anything less will be great. Yeah. So, in terms of, like, making plans and stuff, like, I kind of... I'm looking at, like, you know, these places that are trying to reopen, and, like, I get there's a lot of things at play that I don't understand like mm-hmm. the economy and like all this, you know, I'm not running a country like, you know, so no, like <laughs> I get, I get that, that I wouldn't, I don't envy those people at all. Um, but I also just, am like, look, like this is, this is going to get sorted out in like two years, you know, mm-hmm. like not like, I hope we'll be out of isolation before, so, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, but like something's gonna, there's, something's gotta give. They're gonna develop a vaccine or testing or is gonna be improved and whatever. Like there's mm-hmm. gonna be some fix or workaround or safe way of continuing, even if it's like a different way than before and whatever. Yeah. So, like this rush to make plans and to reopen things, like I just, you know, from someone who's not running a country, who doesn't have to, well, like I'm like, I don't really get it like just chill and just like Mm -hmm. just wait like it's it's I know it sucks but like I don't know man like
0: yeah I feel like I feel like people are rushing to get back to like normal but we are not like whatever was happening two months ago or two and a half months ago is no more like that doesn't Mm -hmm. exist anymore we now Mm -hmm. are like going forward into a world that is completely brand new to us and you can't shove a square peg into a round hole or something like, you know what I mean? And that's, I feel like that's what's happening right now. And it's very, I don't know. Personally, I'm just trying to like figure out what my next steps are going to be in a new
1: world that I don't know exists yet, which is very dramatic sounding, but. (laughs) No, I mean, I think you're so right. And I feel like in terms of plans for me, like I'm really taking it like day by day. Mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm relying a lot on like yeah like social media and like releasing music online and stuff like that that stuff I'm gonna still kind of go at that you know um but otherwise I'm just like yeah like I'm not in a rush I'm not gonna start rescheduling dates and yeah out dates that have been rescheduled like I'm not gonna do that and I agree that it's we're gonna move into a total it's it's and it is scary. And it's really sad. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I, I liked the way it was. Like, yes. you know? and I, I mean, there were a lot of problems that I it's interesting to see like the climate change. Mm-hmm. And like the clearing of the air over cities right now. Like, in a way, there's like a lot of things that the way they were going before this happened, you know, in the back of my mind, I didn't like consciously think about it too often, because it would have been like depressing as yeah. hell. Very overwhelming. Yeah, but I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, we are on a really finite Mm -hmm. amount of time. Anytime people would be like, oh, what do you, like, do you want to have kids? Or like, what is it? I would just be like, no. No. I don't want to bring them into this. Like, sorry. And I think that the world is going to end, like, maybe not in my lifetime, but like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in a couple. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really, really, really sad. Now this has happened. And I'm like, wow, maybe this is, like, gonna give us a chance to reset and, like, create a world that is different, that gives us a little more time than the one that we were, you know? Like, I just don't... Because I'm, like, in a way, I'm, like, yeah, of course, some major thing, whatever it was, like, happened and, like, stopped the world because, like, I don't think we could have sustained, like, the pace that we were going at for that much longer.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I've, like thought about that a lot since this started i'm like i feel like everybody was just like rushing to this point and now all of a sudden we like have hit it and we've all stopped and the earth is just like okay thank you
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i'm gonna try not to die here um yeah yeah i feel that it's such a scary and sad thing to think about but at the same time it's like i feel like we've saved ourselves a little bit of time trying to fix things that people weren't going to believe were broken in the first place, like climate change and stuff like that. So
1: yeah, in a way it's like, oh, that sounds so great. But then you're like, this is at an extremely high price. So many people are dying. Yeah. People our age and younger have felt really kind of cavalier about it. Mm-hmm. And now we're just starting to see that like like yes it's a higher death rate among like older people with underlying conditions and whatever but it but it's not discriminating like against yeah younger people and also people.
0: like older people are still people yeah <laughs> you know i mean when oh, i hear yeah. i know that like that's probably something that i said in the beginning of this was like you know i can't get it it's not a big deal well, but if somebody else could be hurt you just fucking stay home just don't do things it's not that hard to not do things i mean if you can work from home it's really great if you can't you have to go to work then like companies should be doing all that they possibly can to make sure that people aren't like at mm-hmm. risk basically or mm-hmm. putting other people at risk
1: i don't know i think there's like this side of it that's like so kind of like theoretical and philosophical and like moral conversation mm-hmm. about what it means and what the reaction by big systems and governments mean and blah, 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 blah. And I've been involved in a lot of that. Like I've been having those conversations with friends and people and like, that's been a topic of conversation. And then like, you know, I was driving home and I was listening to the news and I was listening to a guy talk about how like his mom had died and he like didn't know. Cause like the right. mom like didn't tell him and he like didn't get to see her and like, that is so that's awful horrible yeah Yeah. it's so it's just like wow like I don't know like I I just I'm just trying to take it day by day and like look outside and like be so happy to be here and Mm -hmm. like and try to stay safe so that I can get out of isolation and like see my family and be with them and then just be so happy to like have time with them and try to like yeah keep us all safe and Everything like you know, like it's yeah, it's like survival mode.
0: So you drove from Toronto. You drove from Toronto to Nova Scotia. Did mm-hmm. you have any like issues at the borders or anything like that?
1: No, the borders were. I was really nervous about that, mm-hmm. but it was pretty chill. Like there was nothing like right at the Quebec border from Ontario like I got pretty far into Quebec I think I was after Quebec City Mm -hmm. there was a checkpoint it just like they diverted you from the highway and you pulled off and like there were cops with a tent and you just like showed them your ID and said what you were doing and then they just let you go oh wow they didn't really like write anything down they didn't ask me many questions weird Uh, yeah it was a bit weird I was like what is the point of this those are the times when you're like okay i wonder if my experience would have been different if i was someone else like yeah not a white person like you know what i mean like because when i went through it i was like that seemed really pointless like why you know? yeah a i'm sure there's like some kind of reason behind it and b it could be different yeah yeah so that was that and then um from Quebec into New Brunswick, there was a thing at the New Brunswick border, and that was, like, a lot more intense. They wanted to see my ID, and they wanted to know, like, where I was going, the address, and they wrote the address down, and they wrote, like, all the things down. And and then they asked me a bunch of questions about COVID and, like, if I had any symptoms and, like, blah, 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 and if I had interacted with anyone with symptoms and... Mm. And then they let me through and they, were, and they didn't tell me this at the border, but in advance of this, like through calling people, they were like, you can't be in New Brunswick right now for more than 24 hours or you have oh. to isolate there. Oh, wow. Because I was going to break my drive up and like stay a night in Edmonston and then drive to St. John, stay a night and then get the ferry. And they were like, no, you can't do that. I get it. Like their cases are really low right now. And yeah. And then at the Nova Scotia border, it was like way more <laughs> chill than the New Brunswick border. They were like, can I see your ID? And I don't think they wrote anything down. And they were just, the guy was like, yeah, okay, bud. Like, you know, you got to stay inside. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah, go on. And he's like, don't stop anywhere. You know, you can stop for gas and go drive throughs, but uh, don't stop anywhere you're not supposed to be because they're giving out $1,000 fines. Uh, they're really cracking down. And oh, I'm like, my God. They, like the cops, like you, Yeah, (laughs) that's you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Uh, that was funny. Oh my. Yeah. Jesus.
0: That's funny. Good. That's good to know that it's not like impossible to
1: get across borders. No, I think, but I mean, they did ask me, like, I think the fact that I had a Nova Scotia ID made a big, I don't know what it would have been like if I was trying to come home And I had an Ontario ID. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, but I was also like, there was a big line of cars and I didn't want to take more time. And I was just like, wanted to get through. So I didn't ask. What's
0: your like creativity level at right now? Are you writing? Are you
1: doing anything like that? At the very start, I felt very creative and I was feeling pretty creative before this happened and I was writing a lot before this happened. And so that kind of like continued on for a little while. And then it kind of stopped. It kind of, it's going in and out, but I'm feeling more hopeful about the potential for creativity than I have in a really long time. Do you have any songs recorded now, ready to like go or? Yeah, um, there's there's something that is going to come out soon and then there's like stuff, other stuff in the works, but I feel like lucky because I have, equipment and i have my pr- producer and i kind of go back and forth so like i don't feel limited in that mm-hmm. sense i can send him stuff and he can send me a track and i can record over it and then we can get like so yeah that's good
0: yeah i guess it's so easy now like technology or whatever you can record something on your iphone and it can sound half decent so yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty what
1: about you you just put a single out sounded yeah. awesome
0: Thanks. Yeah. um, We put that song out. I don't know what we're going to (laughs) do. I don't know what we're going to do. To be completely honest, our like uh, music has been so dependent on our live show because it really like our live show is kind of the thing that sells us and Mm -hmm. um, we just like, won't be able to do that. And I don't have the money to get the record finished like no mastered and stuff so oh god yeah it's, so it's kind of like I had enough money to get this one song and I had hoped that we would get some funding but all of our funding was kind of dependent on touring and like marketing around touring and so I just am like well maybe we'll just wait another year <laughs> to mm-hmm. put it out I don't uh. know it, yeah it sucks I but I yeah. just don't know what else to do, and mm. money is uh, yeah. a real thing, so um, yeah,
1: money is so real
0: but and like my other job, like working at the bar, working the door at the bar, which like I don't know, gave me extra money basically to do music stuff mm. I, I don't have right now, and I probably won't have for many months.
2: Yeah.
0: Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. I could not have a job. So <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I don't know. Everyone's kind of feeling, experiencing loss and grief at the same time. And maybe some people are like moving through that process mm-hmm. quicker than others. But how do you maintain your creativity in times when you're actually like experiencing the feelings that you will potentially write about in the future?
1: I feel like it's bringing so much up like in terms of like just dealing with yourself and things that you haven't like maybe dealt with and you know that you've needed to deal with like
2: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: and like you just said you know experiencing feelings that you might write about later yeah I have a really weird relationship with my feelings (laughs) and I don't know what I'm feeling a lot of the time Mm -hmm. in the moment so I just feel like fine but I'm probably not You know, right, yeah. I definitely have had moments of like real sadness and like whatever, but for the most part, I've kind of been like coasting Mm -hmm. and not really feeling anything too extreme, right? But like, I'm in therapy for that, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that's not like good, (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) and that has been a thing for like a while, like, that's been before this pandemic, just kind of having a very distant. Relationship with the, like my feelings, like mm-hmm. as it's happening, so it's been hard to like have a consistent like creative flow because of that anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it comes in spurts. I find, and it has kind of come in spurts for me. Like since you know, like I got out of high school and like real life sets in, and you have a lot less time to like feel your feelings and like whatever. Yeah. Right? So now I'm like finally dealing with that. And I'm like, okay, I hope this will help, like, you know, because it is, like, a lot of pressure to be for a job dependent on, like, being able to express your feelings or tap into your feelings. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, yeah, I, like, can't. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, having a hard time. (laughs) Like, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do know that
2: feeling.
1: Yeah, so, like what I'm trying to do is not judge myself for allowing my creativity to happen in other ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, I really am enjoying like coloring. I'm enjoying cooking. Um, I'm enjoying even like the marketing for things and like creating like images for social media or like schedules or post, you know, whatever. Like that is creative, you know? Yeah. And, And I think I've really kind of trained myself to think like creativity doesn't have value unless I'm writing a song. Mm -hmm. Cause that's so closely tied to like my identity. And like I'd like to think that it's not about money, but maybe I'm sure that's a part of it. Like it's like if I'm writing a song, it goes towards my like career, which is my income and whatever. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's for a long time I felt, I just haven't really allowed myself to like explore other creative avenues even if i felt really depleted and as a songwriter because i've just been like oh no like that's not what i do like i do this thing and if i can't do this thing it means like i'm failing at being creative and so i'm trying to like let go of that i think that's fair though
0: because we're like told from the moment we get into the music industry that you have to kind of pick a side you have to pick a thing to do Mm -hmm. you either are um performer or musician, or you're an industry person who can do the industry side, so whatever that is like marketing or management or whatever. So I think it's fair that you would feel like because you're a performer and musician that first that that's the the thing that's supposed to be tied to your actual creativity when
1: so many, you could do so many other things. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that how I will be able to like keep my creativity like going is like by checking in with myself as a person Mm -hmm. and that ties back into like being able to like go to therapy like through this time which again is like not something that everyone can do and I'm only able to do it because of this like government money that we're getting like I mean like I could never usually go to therapy as much as I am right now you know expensive (laughs) yeah it's really expensive and uh you know so that and then like just trying to live day to day and like a, be a, be in nature and be around my family and like I'm just like okay I hope this all melts together and just helps me be a more well-rounded person mm-hmm. and then like that just helps me as a songwriter because it's part yeah. of it.
0: How do you separate your on-stage person from
1: your everyday person? Do you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely do now that as I'm older, but I don't know if I really like like it. I think there's a lot of things that I do on stage that I like don't allow myself to do in my like actual life. And I feel like kind of sad for myself. Right. And and I'm like, you know, when I'm on stage, I'm pretty like emotional and whatever. Vulnerable, yeah. Yeah, and I don't feel like I... I find it so hard to get there
2: mm-hmm. in,
1: like in real life with, you know, relationship, like in your face relationships. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So I wish that I would like, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I'd like to now, now it's kind of freaky. Cause I'm not going to be on stage. Yeah. Accessing that. Yeah. So I really have to figure that out, like, <laughs> you know, cause like, wow, what the fuck? Like, the-
0: be with yourself.
1: Yeah, well, I have, and you have to, like, you're, like, hey, if that's your outlet for, like, your vu- vulnerability and your, like, intense emotions and now you don't have it.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: you got to find, like, you got to, like, let that in, like, in other ways in your life and, like, allow yourself to go there, like, you know. Yeah, shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: do, you, <laughs> do you feel like you can use, like, social media or on, like, live streams or something like that as – as that outlet or do you feel do you still feel like it's just you playing guitar in front of your camera cuz that's how i feel i feel very like we had to do a couple videos for um for a online the uh, revival initiative that nscc oh. here yeah, is yeah. doing
1: yeah i do that too
0: and doing that video i was like i i hate like i hate this i mm-hmm. hate taking a photo of myself I did like in this way I feel very like dumb and Mm. just not and it's not it's not for me to do really it's for other people to get enjoyment out of and for the entertainment value which I'm all for I just was like uh I don't know I feel weird feel dumb like sitting on my stairs singing to music in my ears because my band can't be here and they're like such a big part of the whole thing. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, you're not done.
0: <laughs> well, thank
1: you. <laughs> and I would love to like see a video of you guys doing the like separate. Oh, you like, will. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. It looks
0: really, it turned out really like great and fine. It's just like, it's just me and my brain being like, I'm too much in my brain. There's no other noises here.
1: Yeah, Totally. I don't know. I I mean, it's not the same as like playing live for sure. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like, like, I guess like when I access that vulnerability and that like honesty and that all of that stuff, I I guess, I guess mostly that actually comes through for me, like by singing Mm -hmm. and by playing music and singing, that's a huge thing. Like singing, that is like a huge thing. And I actually like, often I have to, like, I'll, I won't sing for days and I have to, like, get myself, be like, you have to sing today, like, you know, like, right yeah you know, when my voice was changing, I sang every single day for a year and or whatever longer, but recently it's been, like, harder and I think that's a bit of, like, if I was gonna, like, analyze myself, I'd be like, you're avoiding, like, allowing <laughs> yourself to be emotional, like, you have to sing, <laughs> you know, um, But uh, so when I do it, so I think like performing live elevates that because there's other people there and they're they're feeding back to you like energy and it just heightens everything. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like there is like that baseline for me of like letting go and like letting walls down just by like singing and playing. So for the camera, like I do feel like I can kind of get into that thing. I mean, it's not, it doesn't get to like, it's just not the same as having other people's reacting in real time right in front of you. Yeah. But, um, it, I definitely like, yeah, it does like allow me like a bit of it's, you know, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Sweet. Um, so if you had a local, someone that I can contact musician, um, That we could play
1: their song on this episode. Who would it be and why? The song that I would say that you should play that I love right now is I See Morning by Jenna Berry.
2: See.
0: was really nice to talk to you yeah hopefully we will see each other someday maybe, soon
1: Maybe we will hug
0: maybe <laughs> that
1: would be nice i know <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this is fine a podcast for the pandemic i am your host dana beeler reminding you to subscribe and rate us on apple podcasts where you can find all of our episodes just search hello delaware you can also find us at hellodelaware.ca. This podcast is produced and hosted by myself, Dana Bueller and edited by my excellent intern, Giles, from Humber College in Toronto. Thank you for listening, and we'll chat next week.